Welcome to Crucial Conversations, a series of conversations with various guests to engage on important subjects. This series is coming to you from Central Christian Church in downtown Indianapolis. Please join us each week on Thursdays as we release a new episode. Welcome to Crucial Conversations, coming to you from Central Christian Church in downtown Indianapolis. This morning, we continue in the series of conversations that we are have, having this month uh, on the topic of standing in the need of prayer. And this morning, I am pleased to have with me a guest who is not really a guest. It sounds funny to call him a guest. He's a member of the congregation, but uh, glad to have him here in this conversation. I wanted to start by sharing that there are a lot of people who have been influential in my own prayer life. I want to mention just two of them. Uh, one was May Ward, May Yoho Ward, who is a pretty well-known disciple in kind of mid-20th century um, circles. She was a leader uh, for a few decades of our church, but I knew her in her retirement when she was in her late 70s and 80s, um, and she was a member of Downey Avenue Christian Church on the east side where I grew up, and at the age of about 79 or so, took on the task of teaching the high school Sunday school class. Well, high schoolers are not famous for going to Sunday school, and so most Sundays it was my friend Betty and me um, sitting with May, and there was never a lesson plan. We just talked, and we adored her. May died in 1983, and a couple years after that, her son published um, a book of excerpts from her prayer journals that she had kept for many years called The Seeking Heart. That book and my connection to May um, started me on uh, a journey of, of prayer journals that I have maintained off and on since then. Quite a few years later, uh, in the mid uh, or late 1990s, I was pastoring a congregation in Northwest Arkansas and went to a pastor's retreat that was led by someone who I would come to know later uh, much better uh, as a member of Central Christian Church. The focus of that uh, retreat was centering prayer, and that's another practice that has uh, become important to me uh, in the time since then. So I'm really pleased this morning um, that uh, the person who led that retreat, uh, is, who's Dan Mosley, is here with us. Dan is uh, a husband, uh, a father, a grandfather, a friend uh, to many, and a member of this congregation. He also, um, in his uh, professional life, was, uh, is, was an ordained pastor, minister of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, and pastored congregations for quite a while, and then um, taught at Christian Theological Seminary here in Indianapolis. So Dan, um, Thank you for being my conversation partner this morning. Thank you, Linda. It's good to be here. I thought maybe we could start out this conversation on prayer by you talking a little bit about your own background in prayer and sort of what you learned or were taught about prayer as you were growing up or in your yeah. early years. 
Well, thank you, Linda. And uh, it is uh, interesting to go back and think about what has influenced and shaped my life as you talked about your own uh, and at least uh, what is your experience of other people and what they have taught you about prayer. I grew up in a, in a uh, disciple church in a small town in southern Missouri and I was, uh, it was a fairly conservative church and I grew up with a family that was fairly conservative uh, uh, theologically and <clears throat> so I learned what most children learn in church about prayer is that it's something that one does and speaks, uh, speaking with God. Uh, and uh, there were different kinds of prayer where you were to pray and to ask for things and or, or you were praying in thanksgiving for what you had received. And um, so there was a kind of a simple, for me at least, direct relationship between uh, stopping each day at our meals and each night before we went to bed. And then on Sundays when we went to church and other days we went to church, we were praying a lot. Uh, and a lot of it had to do with just how you uh, communicate with God. But the focus was on my talking with God and my asking God for things and God responding or not. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of where I, I started. And then uh, when I went to college, where the mind begins to explode and all the things that one believed to, uh, in an early age began to be questioned. And that was my then journey into more adult understanding of prayer. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that you uh, have experienced and practiced several kinds of prayer, but I know that centering prayer has become extremely important to you. And so I just wonder how you, how you first encountered it and how you came to adopt that as a prayer practice. Well, I was, uh, I was a pastor in uh, Nashville, Tennessee at the time that I was introduced to centering prayer. Uh, and I was in a uh, fairly tumultuous time for my life personally uh, and my life in ministry. Uh, and in uh, ministry and uh, personal life often get intertwined. And so <laughs> uh, I, uh, I was in this difficult time and I was in a group of ministers who were working on sermons together. One of them was uh, an Episcopal priest, uh, Tom Ward, uh, and uh, Tom was familiar with Centering Prayer, so in our weekly conversations about preaching and about ministry, uh, he became aware that that might be useful for me, so he introduced me to this concept, and uh, it was. It was, um, in a lot of ways, a saving grace for me to have met Tom and to have had that gift of centering prayer because basically what it did was change my way of prayer uh, from verbal conversation to <clears throat> awareness, conversation of internal awareness. So that, that's kind of where I was introduced to it and uh, so every morning since then, which has been 35 years of my life or so, uh, I have practiced centering prayer. And uh, it has uh, 
helped me um, calm mm -hmm. the chaos mm. of my mind. Okay. So describe a little bit the practice for, especially for those who may not be familiar with it. Well, the practice is, uh, is designed, first of all, to find a quiet place. And to, it, the practice is to do this regularly, daily. Some material it suggests twice a day, morning and evening. And uh, to find a quiet place and to sit comfortably in that quiet place. Uh, <clears throat> unlike some uh, practices of meditation that require a certain posture, mm -hmm. sometimes that posture uh, of meditation is useful for people. Sometimes it's more uncomfortable and doesn't mm -hmm. serve you. So it's finding your comfortable place. Mm -hmm. And uh, mine is a recliner. Okay. Uh, which is prone to cause sleepiness to emerge. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the cool thing about centering prayer is that they, it's so grace-filled mm -hmm. that if you go to sleep, mm -hmm. you wake up and start over. Mm -hmm. Okay. No judgment, just that was calming. Mm -hmm. So you find this comfortable place and uh, uh, I personally uh, have a cup of coffee in my hand. It's my first cup of coffee in the morning. And so and you then find a word, and, and it's a word that it speaks to the longing of your heart, what it is that you, you long for. And uh, I have uh, chosen uh, stillness, or be still, comes from be still and know that I am God. And part of, the, part of this is a theological understanding for me that's begun to emerge that God is a presence that is hard, it is impossible to articulate, but it is not unknown to the inner self. God is that. So I, 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 I find a word and my word is stillness or still. Now is that your word all the time or does that word sometimes change for you? Uh, it's most of the time. Okay. <laughs> I have, because I spend my time doing this, yes. I, other words come to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to play with those words a little bit. And, okay. uh, uh, and uh, one, one other word that has come to me that has been helpful to me, it came from reading uh, a book on uh, theology by uh, Wendy Farley, who was the daughter of a, a professor of mine. And... Um, uh, she talked about uh, God is no thing. Mm -hmm. That that God is not the created, not is not created, but creator, and mm -hmm. and therefore God is no thing. Mm -hmm. God is other than the thing. Mm -hmm. And so that word no thing or nothing is an emptying word for me. And what, what this word bringing this, what this you do is you choose this word and then you bring it into the center of your consciousness mm -hmm. and it, and speak that in, in, internally. And what that does is it interrupts mm -hmm. the circle of confusion that your mind is. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's a pause button. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and and what will happen invariably is 
you will speak that word, it will come in, you will center, and then your mind starts off somewhere. The invasion of the mind with, with uh, ideas about where, what I'm going to do, what I have done, what I shouldn't have done, what I should have done, all the, comes back. Yeah. And once you become aware that it's back, you speak the word again inside. Stillness. Okay. Be still. Quiet. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And it comes back. And you do it gently. You don't abuse yourself. Part of what we do to our, our minds do to us is judge us. Yes. Constantly. Constantly. Yes. We're constantly evaluating things. Mm-hmm. And so you gently bring this word back so that it's not, it's a, it's a peaceful thing. It's a restful thing. And then your mind goes off again, and then you bring it back. And for, so you do this for about 20 minutes. You set a, a quiet timer. Uh, I now know intuitively what 20 minutes is, but... You don't need to set your timer I don't need anymore. to set the timer, no. But, unless you fall asleep. Unless I fall asleep, <laughs> and then I have to start over. But the timer is um, uh, internal pretty much now, so, so that you don't have to think about time. How long is it? So that this buzzer goes off the quiet bell goes off whatever it is that you have set the timer. And so you um, do this for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then you, and some people, and I have a, a, a phrase that I end with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a scripture that, my, that was my mother mm-hmm. spoke a lot. Mm-hmm. And the scripture is... Um, this is the day that God has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Mm-hmm. So it's the kind of the way I then leave that accompanied by the spirit of the one who mm-hmm. taught me a lot about what it was to be a person of faith, my mother. So that's kind of the way it functions. That's how, how centering prayer does. And it, and it gives me a way of starting the day where I don't start the day with the news I try not to start the day with the leftovers from the night before mm-hmm. or, or the anticipation of the day ahead. Mm-hmm. I try to start just quiet in my own soul. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned thoughts coming to your head and then trying to gently re, refocus and um, the idea of judgment. Um, I, I know in my own practice of centering prayer, which is not nearly as disciplined as yours has been, uh, that, that it is so easy to judge myself for having thoughts and, and how am I doing this prayer? Am I doing it right? Like, why can't I do this right? So was that part of your experience? Is it still, have you, you know, grown out of it or? Well, let's just say it, 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 uh, those thoughts don't haunt me as frequently. Okay. Uh, because I've come to appreciate that there is no right way. Mm-hmm. And that, that gift of there is no right way to pray has caused me to look at the whole of my life mm-hmm. less judgmentally. Mm-hmm. There is no right way to do this. Mm-hmm. I, driving down here, was thinking of the right way to have this conversation. Uh, and I had to remind myself, it's a conversation. There's no right way to have this. <laughs> you know, you're, uh, 
And with God, there is no right way to have a conversation with God. With, you know, and, and that's because conversation, God, life is grounded in, in love, which is pure mystery. There is no right way to love. It, it grows out of the uniqueness of the encounter with that person, who that person is, what's going on with that person in this time, what's going on inside of you. That's all about the, the mystery of it. So, so yeah, there, it, it, was, it was a gift. That, that gift of centering prayer has, has spread out into understanding of my own life as being less judging of my own life or the judging of others. Yes, yeah, so you found that that impacts how you look at other people as well. Right, exactly. And, and again, not all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I, I can be as brutal in my judgment of myself or somebody else uh, as I ever have been. Yeah. So it's, 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 again, not a, it's, it, there's no foolproof or permanent fix. Mm-hmm. For being human. For being human. <laughs> We're going right. to stay human. We're going to stay human. So it's how to be human in a, in a more uh, grace-filled and maybe less tense way. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's even healthier if we are less tense all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it would be. Yeah. yeah. How, has, um, how, do, how do other kinds of prayer operate in your life now? I mean, are, are the, some of the others, like the speaking prayers, the thanksgiving or the petitions, are, do those also find expression in your, in your prayer life? Or? Well, my prayer life is more varied now than it was growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, speaking my truth is an important thing for me to do not just thinking my truth, <laughs> saying it out loud or saying it uh, consciously structuring thoughts about my truth mm-hmm. uh, helps me know my truth. Right. So it is important, I think, to, and, and this is especially the case when I'm distressed. Yeah. Uh, I need to get in touch with what is the distressing thing and being able to speak that. Mm-hmm. Um, my... Uh, Thoughts about prayer, intercessory prayer, for example. What does it do? Does it, you know, is, is there an object out there who, who, who a, a God, a, a reality that listens and then responds particularly to that situation? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have less commitment to that understanding mm-hmm. and more commitment now to the understanding that that God is the essence of creative energy, the origin of existence. God is internal in me and my origin. When I pray as I get up from my prayer each day that this is the day that God made, this is the day I have, is what I mean. This is the day my internal God is present in my breath. And uh, so uh, I, when I speak, when I wrestle with my concern for another human being and their pain or their grief or their struggle, it's, it has to do with the creating of energy that gets transmitted in ways I have no idea. So there's a mystery again. It's because of my love 
that I care mm -hmm. and love is participation in God. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how it works beyond that. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of unknown. Uh -huh. And that's what happened to me mostly getting older in my life. The, mm -hmm. the older I got, the less I knew. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, pretty much now I'm uh, not sure what I know and I'm pretty much open to what anybody else knows and how it comes for them. That's that's good. Mm -hmm. But if if love is at the center of it and and that is a mystery, mm -hmm. again, there's no right way, as you said earlier. And so um, intercessory prayer mm -hmm. may have an impact. We don't know Absolutely. because it's it's mysterious. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I know for me, too, when I was younger, earlier in life, I kind of wanted to have things pinned down, like, how does this work? Right. And if it doesn't work, well, I don't need to do it. If it does work, I definitely need to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, the more experience that I have, the the less clear all of that becomes. Yeah, and I and and for me, words are related to understanding and trying to understand things. Mm -hmm. So I, I take great comfort in Paul's discussion of prayer as groans too deep for words. Mm -hmm. That 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 there is that somehow the energy that is God, that creative energy in the world, uh, resonates with groaning mm -hmm. and crying too deep for words. That, 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 so the wordless prayers, the wordless grunts and groans, mm -hmm. do something, I don't know what, and, and, I, and I've given up uh -huh. thinking I can know. Right. But I have to do them. That's the... So it's coming out of the God that is inside of me, that is me, mm -hmm. <laughs> the energy that is me. I think it also speaks to just sort of the, the complexity and the mystery of the human being. Self, yes. Because, yeah. you know, we are talking about centering prayer, which is beyond words. Mm -hmm. And yet you also say it's really important to use words mm -hmm. so that we know what we think and feel yeah, yeah. you know for me preaching that is a big part of preaching right. guessing yes. it probably was, it was for you is like too. well what do i what do i really think about this <laughs> well i have to stand up and say something to a group of people so um, i work out a lot of my own theology and spirituality in um, as i as i prepare absolutely absolutely but and it also i think the humility that this generates you know, trusting that there's something in the encounter. For me, there's something in the encounter with the word that you say on Sunday morning that has nothing to do with my getting it here. It doesn't necessarily prove anything or clarify, but it is an experience of an encounter, which is the God, the energy of God in connecting between us. So words connect us to each other. And to me, praying corporately is, you know, everything that's said corporately, I don't necessarily at the moment resonate with. Mm -hmm. The Lord's Prayer, for example, I don't resonate with everything it says. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't resonate with anything. Mm -hmm. But by saying it every week, sometimes there's a moment. And, I, and the word forgiveness sometimes comes back and gets me all the time. Or the, mm -hmm. or the word, uh, you know, God's reign or God, you know, the God's kingdom, there is a, there's something beyond that is greater than me. And, and I, 
resonate with that word. And so the practice of corporate prayer to me is, is an important practice. So Dan, based on um, what you have said, um, for instance, with the Lord's Prayer, it sounds like our, your experience of prayer is sort of constantly changing. And I just wonder, you know, thinking ahead, what you think uh, <laughs> will, your, your life of prayer will be like. Well, if, if, uh, if we, I, th- I, I guess I understand prayer kind of as a constant. We, we, pray, we pray constantly mm-hmm. in the sense that prayer is wrestling with the mystery of existence, the mystery of love, uh, and what it calls us to be and to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because to me, it's not clear cut. What's the most loving thing to do in a situation is never absolute. I, I don't, at least I don't have an absolute and clear answer. So, so as long as I am alive and wrestling with the, the mystery, I mean, I, for me, God is love is the definition of God, is love. And so love is that which shapes and forms my actions or my, when I'm conscious of it and try to be conscious of it. And I don't know what it, each loving act means, and I screw up. So forgiveness and grace and mercy are all centered to me. So I hope as I get older, uh, I become more kind and merciful hmm. and less uh, hard on myself and hard on uh, other people. And so that's, I guess, my longing for my prayer life. Mm. Yes, in our uh, previous episode, um, I talked a little bit about how um, what, prayer helps us connect with God and that sense that we are okay, that we are worthy of love, mm-hmm. we are enough mm-hmm. um, in, in, the, in the face of all these messages that we get, we're bombarded with, right. uh, with the rest, from the rest of our culture and society about how we, how we measure up or don't. Yes. And so I, I think what I hear in you saying is like the word encounter is extremely important. Um, the sense of uh, wrestling and um, being able to connect with that source, creator, love, existence. Yes, a nice, a nice uh, handful. <laughs> to live with for the rest of your life. <laughs> it should keep you busy. Yes, it, it will. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, thank you so much uh, for sharing this conversation with me. And um, we will continue our practice and our, our conversation. Very good. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for joining us.